Squire Radio, I'm Bo. And I'm John David. JD! Hey, Bo, good afternoon, man. Man, good afternoon to you too, sir. How you doing today? <laughs> I'm doing okay, man. It is uh, <laughs> it is wide open around here at the Country Squire, so we are uh, oh, man, man. Yeah. just rocking and rolling, dude, as we're recording. It is, uh, you know, still the thick of the holiday season, and so I know this, uh, you know, uh, recording will come out after uh, after Christmas and, and after New Year's, probably, and all that kind of stuff. Oh, but, yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, it's just, uh, we're, we're exhausted, man. I'm looking forward, when this episode does air... Um, I'm hopefully, uh, going to be coming up for air for a couple of days, just a couple of days, but I, I really am looking forward to coming up for a little bit of air and, uh, maybe taking a day off and, uh, man, rewarding our employees with some time as well. So it's been, that's good. it's been wide open, man, but we're, we're very thankful, successful 2022 and we're just very blessed. So yeah. Awesome, man. Well, well, listen, we've got, uh, we've got, Ooh, some major things coming down the pipeline to share with y'all in the very near future. But one of the things that we've done historically on Country Squire Radio at the beginning of the year is we try yeah. to, to to set up the new pipe smoker right. And I think it's safe to say as a series, uh, maybe not an individual episode, although it's possible as an individual episode, but as a series, one of our most popular series on Country Squire Radio has been the Pipe Smoking 101 series. And it makes sense. Uh, yeah. Yeah, man. So many people are jumping online, trying to get the answers to a lot of different questions. And one of the reasons why for so many years we've done this as kind of like the beginning of a new year is because there's a lot of folks that may have for the very first time over Christmas received their first pipe and now are kind of with this mindset of like, well, what do I do? Where do I go? Where, how do I, how do I enter into <laughs> <Now> this <what>? <laughs> world? Exactly. And so it's just a great opportunity to, to really kind of, you know, get our focus on that brand new pipe smoker and even not somebody, you know, maybe you didn't just get it for uh, for Christmas. Maybe you're picking it back up after Christmas or maybe just in general, you found this episode a year or two later because you were looking for, for content to kind of get, get started. And, uh, and this can hopefully serve you in that way. We have here on Country Squire Radio, our audience is built up with both new and longtime pipe smokers. You got you got a lot of gray hairs, you got a lot of no hairs, you got a lot of fresh hairs, you got all these, you know what I'm saying, man, you got them all. excluded, right. Yeah, yeah, well, we're kind of a mixture of all of those things. I've got a you know, little less hair on the top of my head, but I still got some, you know, we got a little, you some gray nice hairs here and there. up front, man, yeah. Literally just a tuft, exactly. Uh, <laughs> but no, this is a great opportunity to really kind of focus our attention on that brand new pipe smoker and try to address some of the concerns that exist. And that is why for our Pipe Smoking 101 episode this week, we are talking about the biggest challenges to getting started into the pipe smoking world. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think you're right. It's one of those things where uh, our 101 episodes have been top downloads, obviously, of, of most of uh, you know our episodes, and uh, they've been passed around for people. And I've even you know been honored to see them on you know Facebook groups or whatnot when people have a question that pops up or whatever. Uh, you know, we've had listeners and and other folks that have said, "Oh, well, you should check out this episode from Country Squire Radio because they talk about this very thing." And so, uh, oh, man, we're yeah. just really honored by that because it, it has been. Uh, uh, you know, a real assistance to people over the years. But yeah, barriers to getting started to the pipe and um, so many things that kind of come to mind here. You know, we when we have been in the pipe community for as long as we have, we kind of take for granted the onboarding process, you know, sure. 
yes. of of all that goes into it for new pipe smokers and you know it's it's such an honor to smoke a pipe and it's so you know a part of our you know pastime and our personal therapy and and even our you know identity but you know we kind of forget that you know the initial you know, kind of thrust into it is is difficult, or or it can be. You know, it's one of those where, you know, in order to pick it up, you kind of need a little hand holding. There's some practice involved. There's a there there can be information overload if you don't watch out, and and so yeah, I think it's a great a great thing to talk about. Absolutely, man. All right. So when I kind of cast my mind, it's, it, it, there's there's two two ways to attach attack this, right? Like there's the there's the casting one's mind back to when you were a, a new pipe smoker, but the reality is. You can't really do that because the industry has changed so much for us, not just our knowledge and experience of the industry, but literally the industry itself is different for the new pipe smoker today than perhaps it was back when we were getting started. And right yeah, now, sure. when, when you're getting in and you're excited, you're interested, you've seen maybe an artisan pipe online or something of that nature, you're trying to figure out how to get started. You walk into the country squire or whatever your local pipe shop is, you are generally inundated with decisions. And when I say decisions, <laughs> I'm talking about you've got walls and walls and glass cases and baskets of pipes, all of different shapes, colors, size, styles, prices, so many different decisions to make around this one little idea that you had of, hey, I might want to smoke a pipe. Like the decision fatigue <laughs> is real, man, even from the first day out the gate with pipe smoking. Does it, decision fatigue is such a great way to put it because you, you really are immediately struck with this. You know, the the guy comes in, I, I again as a tobacconist I see it over and over. Someone comes in, they sheepishly, you know, kind of say, "Yeah, I've been thinking about picking up the pipe." And I'm like, "Okay, where do I start?" <laughs> 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 it's like these poor even for you, these even poor for turkeys. you as a, as a teacher. <laughs> I know I'm, I'm kind of. It's like okay, where where do, where do I start? You know, it's a uh, it it can be tough and a little overwhelming. Bent versus straight. You know, do you use matches versus a lighter? You know, should I start with a briar or a corn cob or you know, it's a uh, aromatic or non aromatic tobacco. I mean, just on and on and on. It's it's you know exhausting. And uh, well, you know, if there's a fifty dollar pipe and a two hundred dollar pipe, well, should, if I start with a two hundred dollar pipe, is that better and am I more likely to stick with it and blah 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 right, you know and yeah. before you know it you're just smoking a cigar because you're like I don't want to make that many decisions <laughs> so, that, that happens that really does it happen, really does it, happen it really I've seen it happen yeah and, right. and I hate it because you know our job on our end of the counter anyway is at least to try to you know simplify that process and and make it uh, more approachable and palatable for people so that they just don't get turned off or don't get overwhelmed it's like I didn't come to this shop to do work. I came to have fun, you know? <laughs> well, and you know, it's interesting because it says something about the amount of decisions revolved around choosing a pipe and, and you know, what, yeah. you know, all of the different uh, accessories and things that are going to go along with that, that, that in that moment of overwhelmed, they turn to, you know what, I'm just going to smoke a cigar, which... <laughs> You know what I mean? It's not exactly not filled with decision fatigue when you walk into most humidors. You know what I mean? It's not like it's not like, you know, the cigar like selection progress process is known for not having options. You know, but when right. but when right. that's easier, when selecting a cigar is easier than, than stepping into the the world of pipes because of just how many decisions there are around it. It really does say something to the mountain that's that's ahead of you to climb, <laughs> potentially. You, so man, how do how do you navigate you know, that? 
you know what comes to mind just as an aside. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what comes to mind for me is like when I was a bachelor and was trying to cook my own meals, <laughs> like just for me, and I'm no cook and, you know, never will be, I guess. But like I, you know, I would go to the grocery store and I would pick out all these things and be like, well, I could make something with that. And I guess this, you know, before you know it, you kind of concocted this basket full of $100 of groceries or whatever it is. And then you leave the grocery store, you're on your way home and you're like, I'm starving I got all this stuff in these bags. I'm going to pull through Wendy's. <laughs> it's like, wow. I just spent $150 on groceries. I, I'm I'm going I'm to I'm I'm eat some chicken nuggets. Yeah. 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 Let me get that 99 cent piece right there. Yeah. That's yeah it's hilarious. <laughs> anyway. So, yeah, you know, I, I think, you know, trying to break this down, I mean, just the hassle of getting started and the, you know, it can be, uh, a, a, again, overwhelming, like we talked about. For me, a, a lot of it kind of centers around a few different things. Number one, the cost. Number two, the minutia of it all. Uh, and number three, just the hobby killer, which is, you know, I can't keep it lit. <laughs> you know, these are kind of some of the areas that, you know, tend to tend to really trip people up. The cost can be a real roadblock for people because they go in and think, well, how much could a pipe really cost? You know, and so and that depends on, you know, are you you know willing to start with a corncob pipe? Or are you going to insist on having a briar pipe? And, um, you know, and so some people come in thinking, you know, they can buy a pipe for, you know, five, 10 bucks. And, and that's true if it's a Missouri Meerschaum. And so wonderful. But if you're, you know, if you're wanting that, you know, briar pipe experience, you know, you people come in thinking like, oh, I want a, a nice wooden pipe. And they don't necessarily know anything more than that. It might set you back 30, 40, 50 uh, bucks before you can get in that game. And so, you know, just you want to, you know, try to keep in mind that, uh, you know, a briar pipe when you're, you know, having that, the expense is kind of on the front end, right? You're kind of, you know, right, assuming exactly. that expense on the front end. You know, it's for cigars, it's so much easier on the startup end. You buy one, you light it and smoke it, and then it's done. But with <laughs> Yeah, you walk away and say, know, I liked that or I didn't like that. But you don't feel right. like the investment that you just put into the whole process. Yeah. Right. With a pipe, you know, you have this this beautiful thing that, you know, it costs more to get started with. But after that, the tobacco is a lot less expensive. And so, right. um, you know, the, the pipe kind of wins on that, on that front. There's a reason towards the end of the month, you know, when people's budgets are getting real slim and they're like starting up, man, I got to make it till payday, got to make it till payday. There's a reason that's the time of month where a lot of my cigar guys switch to the pipe. Because <laughs> <laughs> right, right. they're like, you know, they they start, they quit eating out as much or starting to eat beanie weenies and ramen noodles. It's like, okay, I got to get to payday, got to get to payday. Can't really afford another $12 cigar. <laughs> Can't really afford an eight dollar cigar, boy. That's that some of that Cornell and Deal tobacco I've had in my cellar is looking pretty good right now. You know, <laughs> it's bought and paid for, and it's like thirty cents a bowl. So, yeah. Anyway, it, it it is kind of funny to see that, but I think taking the cost, you know, aspect of it has has been an important deal. And you know, we just once you kind of get over that element of it, knowing that you know tobacco is inexpensive on the other side, that can be kind of helpful. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Okay, all right. So here here's the other factor, right? So you, you're inundated a lot of times with these decisions to make. And generally, what do we want when we get stuck in these situations? Well, we want to be able to turn to someone. We want to be able to know that we've, we've got the right advice, the right knowledge base to be able to you know, navigate this whole situation. But knowledge and trust in a retail space. I know this is going to sound shocking to you, John. Well, it's hard. 
Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but the average customer doesn't really always trust the guy behind the counter. And, like, and there's, there's this assumption, and this sounds crazy, but there's this assumption that perhaps that guy behind the counter is trying to, to make a buck or two, maybe even his livelihood, based on <laughs> you coming in and buying some stuff. And so you don't know if this is the kind of guy that's going to look at you as a valued customer who kind of says, well, let me do the work on you to make sure that we're going to you know, get you set up so you come back. Or if they're just trying to, ooh, I just need a couple extra dollars for my next jet ski. You know, all the all the jet ski owning <laughs> pipe tobacconists out there. You know, like, like oh, man. our, our millionaire class of pipe tobacconists out there. You know, they're always they're just they're just trying to get one more, one more on the audience. So anyway, point is that that is but that I've is got real, the right? red jet ski and the green jet ski and the blue jet ski. I just need the yellow jet ski to complete my collection. It's like I, if I could just sell someone an overpriced pipe, right? But that's the thing. So there's this knowledge and trust aspect yeah. that kind of comes into this where people are looking for for trying to figure out like, okay, who can I turn to, to say, you know what? Yes, that's a good pipe. Or you know what? Don't, don't spend 200 on that. Don't spend 200 on that. If you're like, you could, you spent, if you'd spend 250 on this, or you could spend 150 on this, but don't like, you, you're going to waste your money if you spend, you see what I'm saying? Like there's a, there's yeah. a navigation that requires the knowledge and that requires some trust at play. How does a new pipe yeah. smoker really establish the trust with that individual group of individuals, what have you, where is the knowledge base for that new pipe smoker? Gosh, yeah, it's hard. I mean, the seasoned tobacconist will know, like, you know, when you walk into that person's establishment, like, man, you, you know, you need to, the, the seasoned tobacconist is going to, you know, take you along and meet you where you're at, knowing that like, hey, the, the goal is to get you into the hobby, excited about the hobby, enjoying the hobby, not overwhelmed by the hobby. And then, you know, if if that's the case, like your sales will come later. You know, if someone gets into smoking the pipe and is excited about it and wants to, you know, follow that and become a part of the community, like you're going to sell this person, you know, stuff down the road. The idea is to get them into it at first and just, um, you know, help them understand the mechanics of it, uh, know a little bit about the um, you know, the, just the kind of one-on-one general stuff that you need to know to smoke a pipe and then, and then help them with the mechanics of just, of just doing it. And then, and then that's it, you know? So it, it really is kind of important, I think, on the front end. When you're walking into a pipe shop, if you're not necessarily sure, or you're interacting with someone that is trying to sell you a pipe or that, or that is a pipe authority, for instance, you want to just make sure and be very clear, like, hey, I'm not necessarily here to spend a lot of money. I might spend some, but like my goal is just to to learn and to understand, and and you know that never hurts to say that up front. I, I'm I'm real clear when I walk into an establishment myself, even if I'm looking for you know something totally unrelated to a pipe. A lot of times I'll look at the sales associate and I'll say, "Hey, I, just to let you know, I'm probably not going to buy anything today, but I'm just kind of here." And I'll <laughs> I'll say that, like I will, I'll say that because I I want them to know, like, hey, please on your end have low expectations of me, but like if you take Take care of me like I'll view you as a resource and we'll come sure. back and support you. And and you really will win, I think, a lot of, you know, a lot of trust and, and even camaraderie with, uh, you know, the person on the other side of the counter if you do that. So we try in our shop anyway to, you know, just kind of treat everyone like, oh, you come in and you, we just meet you where you're at. You know, you want to learn about stuff or, you know, I try to, I'll start people like, hey, you know, we can sell you this uh, basket pipe or wall pipe here at our shop and, um, you know, get you started there. And someone will kind of look at them and be like, you know, I think I want to start with something nicer. And and so we'll move them on up, you know, we'll kind of, you know, oh, well, let's look at some, you know, $100 pipes or $150. I've had folks come in and they've never smoked a pipe in their life. And they're like, you know, I want a handmade artisan pipe. And I'm like, 
great. Yeah. Let's look at these, you know, Dirk Heineman pipes over here or, you know, Nate Rose pipes or whatever they are. And you just kind of need, need to meet people where you're at. So I think it's important to communicate yeah. your desire when you go into a pipe shop and let the associate or tobacconist know kind of, you know, just, hey, I'm a newbie. I'm here to learn. Uh, I, I really don't want to get in over my head. Can you keep it simple for me, but still help me get started? And, and I think that's a good way to, to go. I think I I love that idea too of putting you know as as a consumer you know putting a little personal responsibility at play early on. If you want someone you can trust, you need to be forthright with them up front and tell them like, hey, you know, I'm I'm not buying today. So if you need to help somebody else while while talking to me, I understand and all that kind of good stuff. Yeah. But I just you know I've got some questions. Help me out. You know, and and put those expectations appropriately up front. I think that's fantastic, man. That's, you know, that's great advice. Part of that is probably I I do that in part probably because I am a retailer. But then also because I'm very codependent, <laughs> like I, like there, there's this there's this part of me that just really doesn't want like you know to get this re, this retailer like really excited. They're going to make some big sale, and then I walk out with nothing. You know, like let me just go ahead and tell you right now, I'm probably going to walk out with nothing. And if that changes, right. if that changes, then hey, that's great for both of us. You know what I mean? But you know, for me, that's yeah. been an effective way to kind of you know disarm the sales rep, and so they know like. Hey, you know, I'm not trying to pull one over on this this person. Like, I'm not, you know, this is not the guy I'm gonna meet my sales quota on, kind of deal. Anyway, all that to say, I I I do think that again that you know that that part about the overwhelming amount of minutia that is so difficult for people. You know, the knickknacks that are you know fill the pipe industry, all the different you know accessories and stuff, the uh, different you know methods and best practices on keeping it lit, cleaning, maintaining all these things, you know, it's just a lot to keep up with. And so the seasoned tobacconist is going to help kind of cut through all that. It reminds the new smoker like, hey, what you need is is essentially three things. You need to pick a pipe. You need to get some tobacco that someone has said is pretty good. And you need to pack it and light it with a tamper. And, and, and then use a tamper and that, that, and that's it. Like if you, if you can pick a pipe, just pick one you think looks good. Just pick it out. Uh, grab some tobacco that someone has said, Hey, this is pretty good stuff. And, you know, pack it and light it and then use your tamper. Like basically those four things like that, every, everything else can, you know, kind of fades into the back and you can pull out the richness of that later. But, you know, those are the four things like, let's just, um, let's start there and then move into the complexities from that point without getting overwhelmed by, oh, well, you know, I really like Cypriot Latakia over Syrian Latakia. And let me tell you, what what is a Latakia? You know, <laughs> if you're, yeah. if you're, in, don't get terminology bogged at the stage. If you're again. a new pipe smoker, it's just really <laughs> overwhelming. And so, right. Anyway, I think that's a, some wise, uh, some wise counsel. That's yeah. so, that's good. Uh, you know, my, I think kind of some, some last pointers I would say in terms of, you know, addressing some of the biggest challenges to getting started is, you know, really take, take as much pressure off yourself as possible. You're looking at something that is going to be, this is, it's, it's an art form more than a science. You know, there, you know, there's, there's a lot of what people will say is right and wrong here and there, but at the end of the day, it's really about how you're enjoying your pipe and, uh, you know, what tobaccos to enjoy and that sort of thing. If, if you find yourself liking some cherry tobacco and then you listen to some back episodes of Country Squire Radio and hear me bash on cherry over and over again, <laughs> don't, don't listen to me. Don't listen to me then. Listen to me now. Like it's, it's about what you like, you know, from that standpoint and enjoy right. it, enjoy it for what it is. And then also just when it comes down to it, you know, this is, this is about finding something that, that you enjoy. And so 
enjoy the process of learning and you will enjoy your journey with the pipe. Don't try to expect to be an expert in blowing pipe rings and ships that are flight and floating right through them like Gandalf on day one. That's not going to happen. Uh, so just sit back, enjoy the process, and really see it as a journey. And I think you'll, I think you'll, you'll do all right. Yep, agreed. Yeah, I, I think that's that's the important important thing. Double down on just the the very fundamentals. You know, you just just you know learn the mechanics of it. Don't get overwhelmed with all the minutia. If you, you know, I've had people literally go into pipe paralysis and that we probably should coin that <laughs> pipe paralysis. Wow. Like, yeah, I've, I've literally had people gone, you know, into that kind of stage because, uh-huh. you know, they, let's say they're, they're, they got everything ready to smoke their pipe, but then they can't find a match. Oh. And that's the only thing that is up against them. It's like they've got plenty of Bic lighters. There's one in the drawer where they light their candles or whatever, but like they can't find a match. Mm. And so that's the thing that, you know, is the hiccup. And it's like, no, just light your pipe. Like get get yeah. get the Bic lighter and light your pipe. Like, you know, it, yeah. it, it, you, we don't have to make this complicated, you know. And so if you start off kind of kind of there and, and just remember the basics, remember the mechanics and then, you know, all the complicated, more uh, fascinating, romantic elements of pipe smoking with all the accessories and trinkets and luxurious products that are out there and the different methods of doing this and that with, you know, tobacco varietals and tobacco, you know, types of cuts and all this stuff. That'll come. That'll come. But just pick a tobacco. Someone says, hey, this is pretty good stuff. And then uh, smoke it. Make sure you got a tamper. And if you don't have your lighter, you know, or you don't have your matches, just grab that, grab that Bic lighter, you know, because it's uh, it's old and faithful and it'll get the job done. So, (laughs) man, you want to talk about old and faithful and getting the job done? I do, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Then we need to talk about our good friends at Missouri Meerschaum. Now, don't get me wrong. When I say old and faithful, I don't mean that they're like, you know, in the the retirement home type situation. Yeah, we're not talking stale, right? We're not. Not in the slightest. I'm just saying they know what they're doing. (laughs) We're talking about decades of experience with some legacy pipes dating back to some of our earliest American pipe smokers featured throughout their amazing collections of pipes. They have corncob pipes from Missouri Meerschaum. But you also have constant innovation that's going on at Missouri Meerschaum as well. You know, one of the pipes that you've heard me talk about in the past that I was just was constantly clamoring for was the Tiberius. I in fact, know. I actually messaged you earlier today about that Tiberius and everything. I, I can't find it anyway. Do you know what they have right now, John David from Missouri Meerschaum? What? They've, they've got the Riker. Okay, now listen, I'm a Star Wars guy. I'm not a Star Trek guy, but they've got the Riker. And I see this and I'm like, is this supposed to replace the Tiberius? They are constantly thinking of new designs. They are constantly thinking of new pipes and they're doing some really incredible stuff. This is kind of crazy to me. I mean, I, I, I actually, they have a Riker. They have a Riker pipe and I don't know necessarily what the reference is, but but they've got a Riker and it's it's awesome. <laughs> See, it's beautiful. It says, let the generations be your guide. Come on. This is next generation. The, this is this is when what, the universe seemed infinite. Bam. <laughs> boom. This is what I'm saying. They've got the Riker right now at Missouri Meerschaum. They've got some crazy stuff that's going on. And if you've got a, a Missouri Meerschaum pipe, be sure to enjoy it this week. Smoke it. Uh, take yourself a selfie. Post it out to your various social medias. We'd love to share that out to let the good folks at Missouri Meerschaum know we appreciate them for sponsoring this show. 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. question of the week. All right, man. Pipe question this week coming in from Rob Lineman. Silverberg. That's a, that's oh, a long name, Rob. Yeah, Rob. Longtime listener, good friend of the show and the shop and Denver native. Is that right? Oh, hey. Col- Colorado right, native. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We'll take it. We'll Great. take that to the bank. He says, hey, Bo and John David, just a quick question. That's been in the back of my mind for a bit. I'm a third generation native of Colorado. There you go. So I've been smoking a pipe in the rarefied non-air of Colorado plains <laughs> and mountains. Uh, my question is this is there a difference smoking a pipe at altitude versus the lower 48s uh thanks as always love the show this is of course from rob man okay rob is over here he's talking about like the various altitudes that are out there you know about these various altitudes well i i think so rob forgive me if i'm getting this wrong but like so you said (laughs) altitude and i when when i think of altitude i'm thinking of like how high you are up, right? So Colorado, mm-hmm. you've smoked a pipe in the 
what you're calling the non-air of Colorado, the air is really thin up there, right? It's, it's you, you know it's different from when you're you know basically here at sea level, you know in uh, in in the deep south and right, um, you know, and so it's just a different matter of fact that when I was in Denver, this has been a few years ago, I actually had altitude sickness. You know, my body had trouble oh, adjusting wow. to it. I was up there for several days, had fun, then it caught up with me, and my wife was like, "You're gonna lay down today," and I was like, "Dang it, I want to go do stuff," <laughs> but <laughs> but I was sick, you know. Um, right. And so, yeah, the, the altitude is different. You mentioned the lower 48 and I'm thinking, well, that's actually a, a like a um, latitude, I think. Right. So that that'll be like, you know, the Alaska versus, you know, us, which doesn't make as much of a difference as the, the altitude that you're kind of concerned about. So anyway, maybe I'm misunderstanding all that. But all that to say, um, yeah, I ha- other than that one trip to Colorado, I don't have any experience smoking a pipe at a higher altitude. And so. Uh, you know, it's interesting to me. I, I didn't have a whole lot of issues then, but, you know, for me, it, it I, I didn't smoke it all that much. You know what I mean, brother? So I, I don't really have a good understanding of like, you know, if it was that big of a difference or whatever. Uh, for me, you know, I, I, you know, we live in a very humid environment. I know Colorado probably is a, is a drier, a little more arid environment. And so uh, that probably plays a, you know, a role in the whole experience as well. Yeah, I, I don't, I've never heard folks talk about a major difference in altitude when smoking a pipe. And so I think that's a, I think that's an interesting point. If you're someone, you know, that has lived in different altitudes, you know, maybe somewhere really low and then somewhere really high across the United States or elsewhere, like right into the show, we'd love to hear about that and kind of know like, hey, you know, yeah, I've experienced a difference if I'm smoking a pipe in, you know, Utah versus uh, South Carolina or whatever, where, you know, it's just vastly different topography. So yeah, we'd love to hear more about that. Regardless, Rob, thanks so much. Thanks so much for writing in, man. You've been such a supporter for so long. We appreciate you. Man, a great question. And hey, if you've got a pipe question of the week, send it into the show. That's show at CountrySquireRadio.com. Your thoughts, your comments, listener feedback. All right, man, listener feedback coming in from Michael Lodge, who says, you guys are great. I've listened to the show since 2018 and even bought a Country Squire radio, I'm sorry, a Country Squire billiard pipe to commemorate life in quarantine 2020. Man, let's pause for just a second here. It's interesting. That is the year you came out with the Country Squire pipe, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of the anniversary and everything. And yet now all these folks have this like the uh, this this commemorative pipe. That connects them to the worst year of so many people's lives. I know. I know. That's the thing. Like, like our shop turned 50 years old that year. And it right. like, you know, we, we our all our plans completely went out the door, you know, because of that. But yeah, that was the year we debuted our uh, 50th anniversary pipe. And it was, you know, lovely. And we were so excited about it. And um, yeah, and, and it has 2020, the dumpster fire itself uh, right there on the side. <laughs> You guys have always been a breath of fresh, a smoky air that has kept me going hard times uh, in hard times. Much appreciated. And again, that's from Michael. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I, I do think about like um, occasionally, you know, whenever we get out the, uh, the, the Christmas stuff and, uh, and the New Year's stuff out of the yeah. attic, I, we like I remember New Year's Eve of 2019 going into 2020 when we didn't quite know what we know now. Uh, like we had all of this, like, you know, 2020 gl- glasses and goggles and all those kind of stuff to celebrate every single year. I get that out. I'm like, we still haven't thrown this away. Cause you always throw away like the old stuff from the years past, but we didn't throw that one away. Cause it's like, <laughs> you know, this, this might be worth something one day, you know? <laughs> I know. I actually bought a Christmas ornament in 2020 that was a dumpster 
with this little fire coming out of it. It was one of those those little <laughs> Christmas worms you get that like have uh-huh, batteries yeah. in them that like light up and stuff. And so it's like this dumpster and it and it has this little fire and it's got this little uh light LED light thing in it and it's just so cute. And and so it comes it's on our tree. <laughs> That's glorious. Well, there you go. Yep. Man, we got a couple of iTunes reviews, and uh, it's been a minute since we've read off some of these. Yeah. So why don't you take the first one from Anonymous? Yeah, Anonymous uh, on iTunes. Even the older episodes are relevant. I've recently rediscovered my pipe enjoyment after a rather long hiatus uh, and wanted to see what was new. I stumbled upon this podcast, and I'm just having a pleasant time learning what I have missed. Uh, good job, guys, on staying relevant in, in, in a contrary world. And uh, that's from Anonymous on iTunes. That's great. Thank you, brother or sister. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for that. Uh, we also got one in from SCM1 who says, "I great show for the pipe enthusiast. I am about half a dozen shows in and loving it. Fun, down-to-earth folks. Highly recommend. So thank you so much for that. And then finally from <laughs> Swamp Panther. What did Swamp Panther have to say? Swamp Panther on iTunes says, love these guys. This is as close as you can get to hanging out at the pipe shop. Great guys and very informative. Swamp Panther, thank you so much. We're so glad you so glad you listen. And we're glad to have you uh, in our in our swamp. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's interesting. Like, I, I, you know, it's been a minute since we've read off some iTunes reviews. And, you know, we're, we're used to reading people's names, stumbling over people's names, butchering people's names. But the iTunes reviews, you know, it's always people's like handle. And it's almost never like what somebody's, you know, preferred actual name is. Right. Well, not even. Yeah, not, it's definitely not their actual name. But it's it's rarely even like, you know, you, I mean, you and I, we were of the AIM generation. Right. Like a lot of time it's like. Yeah, no, our handles or whatever. We had that. That was like a thing. And you have like a preferred something in your head that if you have to create an account, you know, what a gamer tag or whatever, you, yeah. you know the direction you're going to go. iTunes is not like that. Typically, somebody's like, well, I'm just getting in here so I can write the review real quick. Here's a bunch of, you know, scrambled this. That, <laughs> it's not even look- pronounceable. Like you can't even right. say it typically. But but Swamp Panther, he he he, he came in had came in the clutch for us. So yeah, I, it's, yeah. it's wonderful. Swamp Panther doing the work. We appreciate you, Swamp Panther. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> hey, uh, head over to iTunes Rice Review. We we appreciate that, especially the uh, the commentary on the evergreen content. That is something we have strived for for ten years uh, now, as we enter into uh, twenty twenty three. So uh, very very excited and thankful to get that information. A uh, couple things. First off, man, before we we sign out, we got to let the folks know. Uh, we are heading to L.A. for this next series of Country Woo-hoo! Square Radio. And, um, you know, I, without without giving too much away, it's going to be it's going to be an important series. It's going to be one that you're definitely not going to want to miss. Uh, there is a lot of information that's going to be coming your way uh, here very, very soon. And uh, yeah, including some things that might involve a little travel uh, uh, planning. So, you know, get get your uh, get your passport to tuned. Mississippi ready. Oh, oh, yeah. Stay tuned. <laughs> stay tuned. Don't want to don't want to tip the bean can there. No, it's, it's fine. It's fine. Anyway, L.A. Uh, Lower Alabama, is that right? You, you know, the funny thing is, I actually put out on Twitter that we were going to L.A., and people were like, "Louisiana, you mean every dude." They were dogging us. They were like, "Oh, you mean Louisiana? Y'all are going back to Louisiana again?" Right, right, <laughs> exactly. Well, first of all, almost, but second of all, no, we're going to Los Angeles, so it's, it's going to be it's going to be fun. So uh, these next couple of episodes of Country Square Radio are going to be uh, quite unique, and we hope that you enjoy them. That's going to do it for us for today. Be sure to keep up with us throughout the week. You can follow John David at John David Cole. You can follow the shop at underscore Country Squire. Uh, but all that information and more can be found at Country Squire Radio. Dot com. Dot com. All right, man. <laughs> well, hey. Always enjoy it, man. Oh. oh, sorry. I just, I jumped straight to the end. I apologize. No, banter, banter, banter. Well, hey. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> what do we tell David? You know, it's funny because we're, 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 you know, at the moment we're kind of doing that like holiday thing that ends up happening where there's like a few episodes we need to kind of cross the Rubicon <laughs> to get us to the next trip type situation. Right, right. So we're like, we're not as used to being remote as we were for a while. <laughs> so we're like stumbling over here at the tail end. But hey, brother, let's go have a day. Let's see you, brother. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.